0: I have been here The Grey Goose Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood led forth in ignominy. Then, Barbara, the most junior subaltern of all, a lad of 18 years, steps forward. As he does so, the drums begin to roll. He removes the cap from my head and stamps it into the dust. Then, taking up knife or scissors, he cuts off my regimental buttons and badges of rank. Then, my decorations are sliced off my tunic. And I stand as it were, naked, and ashamed, an outcast. Then comes the voice of the adjutant. Parade, dismissed. And I am alone at last, bereft, broken, a man at whom the finger of scorn implacably points.
1: And you went through all that.
0: I did, but there was more to come.
1: It's not possible.
0: I would not have thought so, but I was wrong. There was greater humiliation in store. We were then in billets in Norfolk. Yes. My brother officers, my friends, erstwhile, staged a farewell party. A final humiliation. Seizing me, they eventually succeeded in tarring and feathering me. Me, their old skipper.
1: Man's inhumanity to man.
0: True. And, Barbara, the billets were in Norfolk, as I said. The time of the year was Michaelmas, and the feathers were... goose feathers.
1: Now, I know. Roly, I'll never again try and persuade you away from that feather conceit of yours. But tell me, how did the switch of papers occur?
0: I have my suspicions, of course. Anstey overheard my conversation with the colonel, and he, knowing the safe combination, could do it. And later, at a favourable moment transfer the real plan to my pocket, and subtract the phony one.
1: I think you must find Captain Anstey.
0: Yes, and now I know he's not missing-believed, dead. I'm going to try.
1: At the same time, you've been exonerated.
0: Exonerated? Yes, in a way. People have climbed down a bit. Friends at the war office did a little gossiping in my behalf. But I'll never rest now I know that Anstey's alive. Barbara, I'm on the hunt again. This time, it's Operation Anstey. Well, where have you been for the last week?
1: Exploring.
0: How do you do, Mr Livingstone? <laughs> How are the tigers down your way?
1: There are none, but I think I've found a snake. A snake? Yes, your snake. Mine? Yes, by name.
0: Anstey. Good heavens, Barbara, what are you talking about?
1: Listen, do you think I could hear that story of yours unmoved? Oh,
0: for heaven's sake, I regret every word I... Don't,
1: because it set me off on the chase. Do you or don't you want to find Anstey?
0: It's the ambition of my life, now I know he's alive.
1: Well, I found him. I've met that train at White City every night for a week. Barbara! Yes, and your tall, thin man with black moustache has alighted every time.
0: I can't believe it.
1: Well, it's true. And tonight... I managed to get alongside him.
0: Go on, Winch, go on, go
1: on. I, uh... He picked me up. Oh, I see. You don't see at all. He's mine. You can have him. Don't you want him? (laughs)
0: Look, (laughs) we are being silly. Of
1: course we are. At any rate, I made a date with him. Dining tomorrow. How do you like that?
0: As much as I like brimstone and treacle. (laughs) But Barbara, you've been a damn fine scout. By Jove, I'm grateful.
1: I shall keep my appointment, Rowley. The rest is up to you.
0: You know, Barbara, you're the only one who's ever heard my story. Except, of course, those officials connected with it. I'm glad... No, I'm grateful, I told you. Somehow, your lead to Anstey will give
1: me all I want. Then I string Anstey along? Of course. By the way, what does he call himself these days? Oh, nothing that I think matters, except it's a foreign name. Have you looked in his letterbox? No, I haven't had a chance yet. However, I meet Mr. So-and-so tomorrow night for dinner at 7 p.m.
0: Where?
1: Or a little place called Ganino's in Soho. Know it?
0: I think so. Mind if I join you? Of course not. I mean, not at your table, of course, just in the offing, as it were. If your friend is my enemy, I'll then have something to go on.
1: I uh, hope you won't be rash and create a scene.
0: How can you? Do I ever create a scene?
1: <laughs> I have heard of some.
0: <laughs> I shall endeavor to avoid disgracing you. At any rate, expect me at Ganino's tomorrow night. You won't, of course, have to recognize your disreputable associate. My dear, get him, if possible, a little tight. I think I find it easier to work on my victims when they're a little uh, lit up.
1: I'll see what I can do.
0: At any rate, I'll attend and see if it's the same man. Monsieur is finished. Uh, yes, uh, but bring me some coffee. But yes, cafe for monsieur. Uh, Waiter, uh, would you know that gentleman in the far corner? The corner. Oh, but yes, monsieur. He is a gentleman who most frequently comes to Ganinos. One, monsieur Kiralfi from, uh, I, I think, uh, Hungary, uh, Yugoslavia, you know? You, you know him, perhaps? Uh, uh, no. Uh, no, but I thought I knew the lady he has with him. Oh, very charming indeed, monsieur. But to me, she is quite a stranger. The first time I see her, is. Excuse, please. I, I go for the café for monsieur. Yes, it's Anstey, all right. Couldn't forget him. But why Kiralfi? Middle Europe. Mmm. Rolling, my lad. Something stinks a little, I think. Café for monsieur. Voici. Oh, thanks. I, I see monsieur Caralfi and the lady prepared to go. Thanks. If monsieur will excuse Coming this way. Wonder if Barbara's got anything for me. Mustn't let him recognise me, though.
1: No? Oh, oh! I'm so sorry. I, I'm afraid my fur swept your coffee cup off the table as I passed. Oh, uh, no harm at all. It's quite all right. Nine Fairly Terrace, off Notting Road. Follow. Are you ready, Miss Fabersham? Uh, yes. I'm afraid I rather inconvenience that gentleman with my clumsiness. Nine
0: Fairly Terrace. Wonder why Barbara's going with him. Don't suppose for a moment she's interested in his etchings. Well, this is where I take a hint and follow. Just stroll upstairs and have a look. My heavens, I can't imagine Anstey back in London. Not dead after all these years. Captain George Anstey, now Caralfi, I'm going to have some speech with you. Whew, what a dump. The gallant captain can't be doing too well. I wonder what Barbara thinks of this place. I think I'll take a peek through the keyhole. This must be his door. Mm, yes, name a door, Keralpi. Well, here goes.
1: I, I wasn't expecting to be forced to come here, Mr. Keralpi.
0: Of course, but since you appear to get in my way, lady...
1: Exactly what do you mean by that? I thought you were a gentleman.
0: I flatter myself, I am, but you see, I couldn't help noticing how you consistently caught that tube train and hardly ever took your eyes off me. I was at first flattered that so charming a girl should give me that encouragement.
1: I'm completely in the dark as to your meaning.
0: Nonsense. I then found you most willing to accept a dinner appointment. Then, being modest in my estimation of my own attraction... I began to suspect.
1: You're being very stupid.
0: Why are you so anxious to make my acquaintance answer? Gee whiz, he's on to something. Good heavens, I want some help here. Oh, no keys. Where, where, where? Oh, good luck. Here's a hall telephone. Hello? Hello? Charlie? Yes, quick. Get over to 9 Fairley Terrace, Notting Hill Road. Third floor. Make it quick. Bring keys. You know... Ah! Charlie, make it terribly quick. Listen to the development of this exciting chapter in the life of Roland Fletcher, alias The Grey Goose.